Hey y'all, hey, it's another Wednesday and we're back again to unwind with Conversations of Truth Podcast. I am Jaquila and you have entered a judgment-free zone. On last week's episode, we talked about friends and I had my girl Mickey join me. But on today's episode, I'm talking about accepting our flaws and all because self-love is the best love. As a preface, I am not a therapist. However, I can reassure you that life has hit me and each lady who joins us hard. Some harder than others, but that doesn't stop us from pushing forward. Okay, now let's get into the show. On last week's episode, because y'all know how it go, I left you with the question, which was, what's something that you love about yourself? And my answer would have to be... Um, there's a plethora of things. I love my chocolate complexion. I love my desire to take on new challenges and try new things. I love the wisdom that I possess. I love that I'm no longer bound to the idea of perfection. I love my eyes and my smile. So we might as well say that I love everything about me and you should love everything about you. Now let's get into these flaws and all because society is literally pushing their standards down our throat. They want us to be successful. They want us to be mothers. They want us to be wives or 10-year girlfriends. They want us to have kids and accept the bare minimum from men who believe they deserve submission simply because of their genetic makeup. They want us to do all of this and still be within their beauty standards. And quite frankly, it's time to say to hell with those beauty standards. We need to make our own individual beauty standards and live by them however we see fit. You are free to have yours and I'm free to have mine. Do what makes you happy. And although these beauty standards are in our face day in and day out, I'm a firm believer that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So if you look at yourself in the mirror every morning and think that you are the finest thing to grace God's green earth, then guess what? You are. I know for many of us, confidence didn't always pump through our veins as strong as it does today. And it may have been a struggle getting here, but I'm so proud that you've made it. Growing up, I struggled with many insecurities, ranging from the hairiness of my arms, the texture of my hair, my wardrobe or lack thereof, and my height. I can remember moments where I felt insecure about each of these, starting with my hairy arms. I was probably in first grade and the kids was just mean. Like I would always get picked on about my arms. They would call me a wolf or a bear. And it led me to a point where I would start shaving my arms. And when my mom found out, she was like, if you keep shaving your arms, it's only going to grow back thicker. So I stopped and instead I learned to grow thicker skin and I would visit my aunt in Texas and her arms were hairy too, but I thought that she was one of the most beautiful women in the world. So to see her hairy arms gave me that much more confidence. Now let's talk about this hair texture, honey, because it is very much kinky. And this insecurity, I was more so inwardly. All the light-skinned girls with curly hair were the ones being chose um, in grade school. And I think that I developed insecurity as a child dealing with that. But now as an adult, it, it doesn't exist. But although my insecurity does not exist, it still grinds my gears when people automatically put the label of beauty on somebody because of their hair or because of their complexion. It It's completely incorrect. You can have your preferences as I've stated or whatever, but 
to be prejudiced and that's that's the word that I'm looking for to be prejudiced based off of someone's skin tone or hair texture when you're supposedly fighting the same fight is no it's 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 wrong um (laughs) so my wardrobe I'm gonna try not to get into too much detail but when I listed it I I mentioned that I had insecurities with my wardrobe or lack thereof because my wardrobe wasn't extensive I didn't have the latest and greatest of things um I just wasn't fortunate enough to have it which is so crazy because anybody who meets me they be like, oh, you was raised in the suburbs. Or, oh, Jaquila don't know nothing about the hood. Like, j- how do you know? Like, because of how I carry myself now. Because a lot of the ways that I carry myself now is due to how I was raised. Like, I knew that I wanted to get out of a certain mentality. And I knew the life that I wanted to live. So, I began to live and build that life for me. But back to my wardrobe. Like I said, I didn't have the the greatest pick of clothes. Um, Sometimes I would have to get clothes from a thrift store or hand-me-downs and even though I did I still made the best of it like no one would know that I got my clothes from a thrift store or a hand-me-down no one knew because I still dressed it up best that I can I made the best out of what I had and kept it pushing yet it was still an insecurity for me now my height for those who know me personally know that I'm kind of tall I'm five eight and a half precisely (laughs) I always add the half mark like it's it's gonna make a big difference but growing up I've always been super tall I've been a quote-unquote giant um through grade school I was either the tallest person in the class or one of the tallest people in the class and it wasn't until probably around middle school when I began to have peers who were my height and also females, but my insecurity was still there because the guys did not reach their growth spurt until probably like what sophomore, junior year in high school. So I always had this thing in my head, like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to date a guy that's shorter than me. I'm still that way. But in high school, I was like, Mm-mm. I wouldn't date people because they were shorter than me. And I think that all of my boyfriends in high school were either taller than me or tall as me, luckily. My insecurity with that also entailed me having a fear of wearing heels or back to the hand-me-downs. My jeans wouldn't be long enough for my legs and my hips, so I would roll them up. Good thing that was, you know, part of the fashion trend back then. But the heel portion was kind of set aside once they begin to air America's Next Top Model. When I seen that there were tall, beautiful women walking in heels becoming models, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to wear my heels. And till this day, I will still wear my heels. I don't care how short, how tall you are. I am going to wear my heels. I don't care if I'm going to be the tallest person at the group. I'm still going to wear my heels because another feature that I love about me are my legs. My legs are the bomb to me. And heels only make them look sexier. Now don't get me started on this chocolate skin tone. Although I knew I was pretty regardless of my skin tone, and I don't say that to be boastful, um, I was still a bit insecure and would compare myself to the light-skinned girls with curly hair. But luckily, um, it, it wasn't a strong insecurity and I was reminded frequently by family members 
that I was beautiful. I was always complimented by my family. So anything else that anyone said didn't matter. Again, that was an insecurity that was inward. Um, however, at my big age today, I am astonished at the representation of beautiful dark skinned queens. It has certainly been a long time coming. Q, Meg the Stallion, body yaddy 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 because body shaming has been all up in our face for the last few years and I don't think it's talked about enough. It takes place on social media, entertainment, in our homes, and in the workplace, but that does not make it okay. Every time you get on TikTok, there's a BBL fitness content creator. No offense to anyone who's had a BBL because some of y'all bodies look good. But your favorite celebrities are getting cosmetic surgeries and little girls are being raised in homes where they're either watching their mothers dang near starve themselves or they're being exposed to it on TikTok. And if you're in the military, you can vouch for me when I say height and weight standards are not made with black women in mind. And quite frankly, they need to be revisited and reevaluated pronto. So yeah, all up in our face, like I said. And it could definitely be triggering and cause effects that aren't spoken about enough, such as body dysmorphia, eating disorders, excessive exercising, and anxiety and depression. Your reaction to body shaming may have stemmed from something you've read, heard, seen, or experienced personally. Just because it was once an influence doesn't mean that it has to continue to be. This is why I live by correcting people when they try to speak negativity upon you. So what do you do? You rebuke it and return to sender. Because let's be honest, I mean, everyone isn't born with genes to be a 36, 28, 42. And yes, I just randomly pulled numbers, but you get my drift. And if you don't fall in the small waist, big booty category, that doesn't make you any less attractive or desired. But y'all, I say this enough already, we have got to stop being so hard on ourselves. And if you were wondering, how do you do that? My favorite part, inner work. All things start with inner work. We have to identify what we feel when we get dressed or look in the mirror and we must trace back every negative thought to its original source. Stop telling yourself harsh things. Stop thinking harsh things. And not only about your body, but about you in general, honey. The trend is positive affirmations, but you don't have to listen to someone else's. Cultivate your own. That cultivation could turn into self-love that was once lost, but now found. Another tip or trick is to use timers on your phone because I know social media, social media, social media, it influences the way that we see ourselves, the way that we see others. And sometimes you just got to set that boundary. So you know the little timer that we have on our phones to control social media exposure? Try using it. Use it until you gain the self-control or lack desire to scroll every day. Now, y'all, I use the timer, but I also will delete um, apps off my phone. And I had deleted Facebook off my phone around the time when I was trying to get my, myself realigned. And when I re-downloaded it, when I say I had no desire to scroll Facebook because it was so draining, I'm like, okay, especially when you know people's situations and you're reading stuff that you 
you can kind of tell is it's false. Like they're putting on the front for the world to see. And I'm like, okay, no, I'm not doing this. And to this day, I still hardly ever get on social media. Well, not social media, but Facebook, TikTok. I like because I can control what I see in a sense. If I'm liking content of a certain type, then that's what's going to show up more. Instagram, I get on there for a little bit and get back off. But when I used to be stuck on these apps It wasn't healthy at all, but if you ever feel like you need somebody to talk to or you're afraid of doing this, remember you don't have to do it alone. I would even do it with some of you if you say, hey, I just need an accountability partner. I don't mind. I would certainly be there with you and also have a friend who wouldn't mind doing it with you. It's always good to have one person in your corner if that means that you'll be able to improve your mental space. Now, I'm no skinny mini, but I love my thighs and my hips. And I have to say thank you to Dr. Maya Angelou because, honey, her poem, Phenomenal Woman, as a kid, I used to read this book full of her poems. And this is one poem that stood out to me because just the adjectives and the descriptions of her body was just it was just intriguing to me and made me that much more confident as a child. And I remember I recited it for school. And now that I look back on it, I'm like, maybe that poem was a bit inappropriate for school. But reading it and reciting it made me that much more comfortable. Now it's your turn to stop hiding and find the beauty in you. One last thing that I'll share with y'all is something that I do to make me feel beautiful and it's my shower routine it is everything now listen closely so I put on a bomb playlist okay something that I can sing along to you know get my spirit up and I take my time in the shower I take my time so that it doesn't feel rushed and I have a moment to truly relax in taking my time I exfoliate and when I exfoliate I exfoliate every inch of my body and once I'm out I take the time to breathe while moisturizing, but when I moisturize, now this is the trick. When I moisturize, I'm sure to moisturize in front of a mirror so that I can look at myself, flaws and all, and I accept them by looking at them. I accept them and I grow more in love with me every single time. This also provides me an opportunity to notice drastic changes, whether they be good or bad, because although I don't conform to societal standards, I believe in being healthy and maintaining a fit, a fit body, (laughs) because that's something that I prefer. Not everyone has to do it. Um, So with moisturizing in front of the mirror, I could see whether I gained a little bit of weight, whether I lost a little bit of weight. And when I see that I'm losing weight, it gives me that much, that much more motivation to continue going. Um, and when I finish, I finish off with some smell good, maybe like a spritz of perfume or oil that has scent to it. And I make sure to put on something comfy to wear, whether I'm lounging around the house or going to bed and the benefit of that is that I feel amazing and when it comes to moisturizing that's also a good skincare routine because your skin will always be soft now the little spritz of spray now whether you're staying in the house you do it for yourself you going out you do it for yourself and you do it for others because you'll have a pleasant scent that follows you as you go through a crowd or you breeze by somebody and I have almost always 
been complimented on either smelling good or the smoothness of my skin. So promise me that before you feel compelled to live by societal standards, that you will first do what makes you feel happy and beautiful on the inside. Remember to love yourself, flaws and all, because there is only and will always only be one you. Now that I've shared some of my insecurities with you all and reminded you of how beautiful you are regardless because it's all in your mind and how you feel, remember that we're all insecure about something, but you don't have to live with those insecurities. They do not have to take over your life. Screw all beauty standards that are not your own because regardless of your size, honey, you are fine. And remember to cultivate the love that you desire for yourself and when you when you love yourself in a certain way, it shows other people how to love you. Now, for the question of the day, to close out today's episode, what are your thoughts on non-negotiables while dating? Do you believe they should consist of flexibility or no? Now, this should be a great discussion for you and your girls or guys throughout the week. So share it with your friends and I'll return with my answer on the next episode. And don't forget to tune into Conversations of Truth next week. Subscribe to Conversations of Truth on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor for notifications of new uploads. And follow us on Instagram at Conversations of Truth, where we can have an extension of conversation. Feel free to leave comments with topics you'd like to be discussed, questions you may have, or if you're looking for sound advice. You will not be judged and I'll answer best I can. Until next time, I love y'all. And remember, regardless of what it looks like, every day you have the opportunity to become a better version of you. (laughs) We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.